Hi guys, it's Megan and welcome back to Megan's World. Today we are joined by a very special guest, my mother, Miss Becky Girl herself. Mom, introduce yourself. Hi guys, it's Becky Fuller, aka Rebecca Fuller, aka Mommy, aka Miss Becky Girl, <laughs> aka Miss Becky Girl. <laughs> so on today's podcast, we are going to have my mother give advice that y'all have sent in for her to answer, and we are very excited for her wisdom, advice, gift giving, aren't we? Yes. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so I've known my mother for almost 25 years now, <laughs> and we are the type of mother-daughters who are not each other's best friends. We are not like that, but we do, well, I do come to her for advice. I let her know what's going on in my life. But there, there are definitely boundaries we put up. Please put up the boundaries. Please put up the boundaries. I beg for the boundaries. <laughs> my mother made it very clear at a young age to me and my sister that she is not our best friend, that we need to go out into this world and make our own best friends because she will not be that for us. She was put on this earth to be our mother and our mother only. Now... There have been times where I get into the conversation and she's like, uh, I don't want to hear about it. Don't let me know. Don't tell me that, Megan. And I'll just be like, hmm. And she's like, nope. <laughs> so, Mother, anything you want to add on that? Uh, I just, that's great. I am not the type of person who's, uh, I don't want you to be my best friend. I don't want Jesse to be my best friend. You're my daughters and I love you and I want to have this wonderful mother-daughter relationship that I think that we have where I respect you and love you and love the woman you are continuing to evolve to be. And um, I was just told the other day by a very good friend that she's proud of the mother I am with you and how I let you live your life. And I'm just happy if you are, if you are healthy and happy, then I am happy. And so that's a hard thing. I can just tell you as a yeah. parent, especially somebody that likes to be in control of things and <laughs> she, likes to have she's things. She's a Virgo. We all know that. She has six placements in Virgo. We all know that. So it's very hard to let go of that control yeah. and not want to live your life for you. But I think I'm getting better at that. And just trying to be supportive and offer advice. Yeah. What do I, you think? I think when I when I wanted to get out of college, that was when you sort of like had to start learning to live by that. Mm -hmm. Because I also think like, well, with me growing up with like very like bad depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. you sort of realize like, okay, what can I do to make my daughter stay happy right. and like not hate her life? <laughs> and if it's like doing what she wants to do and not like what I like envision or like plan mm -hmm. for her, then like I have to just let go of that exactly. and not put that onto her and exactly. project that mm -hmm. because that will not think that won't make things better for her. Right. Even though. At the time you thought it would. Right. It didn't. Right. And now. That's know. a very hard lesson to learn as a parent. Yeah. Um, and it's very hard to let go of that because 
we love you guys more than you will ever know. And so we want what's best for you. And we are also able to, as adults, see kind of ahead because we have our frontal lobe and we can see different difficulties you may have down the line that maybe you don't foresee. And so we try to spare you of those things. But in that sense, we are maybe stifling you. Yeah. So being able to let go of that and just support you and make sure you're doing what's happy has been the best thing, I think, for us. Well, because, well, I also think dad also had to, you know, realize like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have a daughter who like has depression, even though I've never experienced what Mm -hmm. she goes through. Like at this point, like as long as she's like happy and healthy, like that's really all that matters. And I think you both went through that when Mm -hmm. I got out of Mm -hmm. college my second year Mm -hmm. or after my second Mm -hmm. year. And like, you just realize like, okay, even though I want her to do all these amazing things, Mm -hmm. like if she thinks what she's doing is amazing and that gives her happiness, then that's totally okay. And Mm -hmm. I have to be okay with that. But yeah, I think, I think, like, it's also hard as a child because, like, you want to live up to your parents' expectations Mm -hmm. of you, but at the same time, it's, like, not fair to yourself to, like, put the, like, to keep holding on those Mm -hmm. expectations when you know that's not what you want, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I did, like, going to college, Mm -hmm. like, you know, becoming a nursing major when, Mm -hmm. like, I was just like, hmm, is this really (laughs) what I want? I don't know, Mm -hmm. but yeah. On to the next subject. So now we'll do a little fun thing. Okay. If you had to describe me in like three to five words, what would they be? My first one is talented because I don't think the people listening have know really about your talent, your singing talent, your amazing (laughs) voice that you never share that I'm very jealous of. And I've got like this fall going back to teacher hoarseness and I cannot even come close to carrying a tune and you can just like sing a sentence and it's the most beautiful thing. And I'm so envious of that. Uh, So I think talented, and I've told you this before several times, creative. I think you're incredibly creative and I love seeing the art you've created and your photography. I think that's what I'm saying. You're so talented in artistic ways, which are ways that I'm not talented in. So that's just fascinating to me because I wish I had those types of talents. Yeah. I, I, oh, and headstrong and stubborn. (laughs) I love you. I think I would describe my mom very, like, Mm goal-oriented. Once you have, like, your eyes set on something, Mm -hmm. you'll do anything and everything to get to it. Mm -hmm. And also very, like, driven and hardworking. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to be that since I want – I'm driving to retirement at this point. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Also – you are very competitive. I'm working on that too. But but <laughs> also I'm, stubborn and <laughs> I'm evolving. I'm uh, trying to get better. 
No, but like there, it's like good qualities to have yeah. in like certain times. Also, you're like very compassionate mm-hmm. and loving, mm-hmm. and it's um she's rubbing my leg because <laughs> I love you. But yeah, no, my mom's also just like, like she's she's very like under like you under you're very like understandable like you um understandable or like you've <laughs> like you're very like relatable oh relatable yeah oh, relatable. Good. i'll and take you, relatable and you un- like you're very like understanding mm-hmm. of people like when they come to you i have a lot of experience in that area being yeah. a teacher and dealing with parents and students every day yeah okay Okay, so now let's get into the advice slash wisdom giving. So our first question is, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give to her? This is a tough one, as I've talked to numerous people about, because I obviously love you and Jessica more than life itself and the way my life is, but getting married at right before 20 years old, I think I would change that. I think I would have gone off and away to college on my own um, at the regular time and went and had my own life. And nothing against your dad negatively, but I think... It's okay. Sometimes I shit talk him on here. (laughs) No, I'm trying to be very respectful because he is your father and you are part of him. Wow. So maturing. Let's get snaps. So what I'm trying to say is though, because I wish I would have had that going away to college experience. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I most regret is getting married and staying here in Katie my whole life and not going off to college. Yeah. Like what I said earlier, like it stunted your growth as an individual. Yes. And that could be a topic later on in this podcast. Yes. Okay. Question number two. How do you know when someone is the right person? Okay. So we talked to, I've, I've, and Tom and I talk about this all the time. So Tom being my stepdad. Tom is my husband. Tom Fuller is my husband. So when I, and you know, talking about being married to Megan's dad, Megan and Jessica's dad, I was married to him for almost 18 years. Crazy. And then I was single and dating for seven years and then got remarried. In those seven years, I really worked on myself because I was kind of stunted emotionally. I had never lived on my own until I was 37, almost 38, and I had two small children to raise by myself. So I had a lot of emotional growth to do. So I did get some counseling and read a lot of help, self-help books. We love a good therapist. <laughs> exactly. And one of the things I think I read somewhere is to write down 100 things you want in a partner, like your dream partner. What are the 100 traits, things, activities, whatever that you want. And so I made that list and they said, just put it out in the universe and it'll come to you. And so I kissed a lot of frogs um, out there and dated a lot of shitty people and not shitty people. Which I will say, you, since you were a divorced mom, me and Jesse got the interesting, like, life mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. of seeing... Some. Our, some. Not all. Not all. But we got to see some of, like, that you being in your late 30s, early 40s dating, whereas, like, 
our friends were still like our friends' parents were still married and they yeah. were just like living. But we were like, oh yeah, our mom went on a date this week. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but that's life. So anyway, so in those in those seven years, six or seven years, you know, kind of going through those that list and like figuring out what's really important. What do I really want in a partner? And I guess that was the main thing. Is first of all, I wanted a partner. Um, not a competitor, not, um, I don't know what else you would have besides a partner, but Mm -hmm. I really wanted a partner to walk through life with. And then I did, I made this list of a hundred things and wrote it down and stuck it in my dresser and forgot about it. And then lo and behold, Tom Fuller shows up and we start talking our first kind of getting to know you date. And it was all me too, me too, me too. And that sounds just like my life. And that sounds just like me. And oh my gosh, me too. And finding out how much we had in common. And so that's very important is that you have a lot of things in common. And we were friends first. Friends first. And that's what I tell the girls. If you you need to be able to be around a person as friends first. I've had the hot and heavy and... <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't live without this person. And then, oh my gosh, they're a piece of shit. You're like, get out of my life, please. Get out of my get life, you're a piece life. of shit. And you treat me like dog crap. And But be, making friends and being friends with somebody first is is the thing. And then it's like once we kind of really got to know each other and we had the first kiss, it was like in the movies and we just knew. <laughs> No, I will say my mom and my stepdad's, like, meet-cute moment was so adorable because they were at a high school reunion, yet my stepdad was, like, sort of with someone else, but they, they sort started... of... happened to be my third-grade best friend. <laughs> yeah, that was... And I was hanging out with her all night and didn't even know about Tom Fuller. But they, like, they had talked to each other that night, and then... No, no, no. no? I didn't talk to him. He noticed me. <laughs> I did not notice him. I was hanging out taking pictures with his soon-to-be ex. We'll just call her M. And she and we were just taking pictures because we grew up and from elementary school together in the same neighborhood. And we were just so having so much fun hanging out. And that was their last um, time to be together. They were soon to break up. I had just gotten out of a long-term, on-again, off-again, three-and-a-half-year relationship. And so I was kind of single And then we just kind of became Facebook friends and then it evolved where I was kind of hanging out with his best friend and then his best friend is like, whoa, you know, (laughs) you really need to be dating this Rebecca girl. She would be perfect for you. And then I was getting input from my friends going, "Uh, Tom Fuller is awesome. And so we kind of got pushing from either Mm -hmm. side. And then I, then we kind of, you know, it came up, we were talking about the King's speech and it's like, oh, I've heard that's a great movie. We should go see that sometime. Yeah. And then that's that. And then we ended up, our first date was seeing the King's speech and having lunch. But then they went to Baker Street. That was the first kiss that was, night. That was, it's so cute. Cause whenever we go to Tortish Tacos in La Sintera, we'll like pass by Baker Street and mom and tom will like point like okay that's like the spot Uh and it's always like oh yeah like tom was like nervous because my stuff does like six three six one oh six one Uh i'm like thinking of reed's height (laughs) uh reed six six with or six five with boots on oh my god that's scary um anywho so like tom was like sort of panicking through the whole night like thinking how am i gonna kiss this like five foot one woman (laughs) 
I'm like six one, and so it's always like cute because he's like I had to like like bend, bend down. down and like kiss her, and so whenever we pass Baker Street, I'm like, ah. Yeah, that was our first kiss moment, and it was like we just were talking about this the other day. How it was like in the movies. Mm -hmm. It's like there were fireworks going off in the background. Everything stopped. Time stopped. The world stopped spinning. There was no other two people, no other people in the world except us in that moment. There was like a band. It's like all the sound went away. It was just like this moment. And we pulled apart and we're just like, what the (laughs) hell was that? It was the most amazing first kiss of my life. And we kind of knew at that moment that we were on to something. Yeah, I remember, like, him and his, like, well, now my, like, step-siblings. <laughs> but, like, him and his kids at the time, like, moved in. And we were, Well, like, that's when we got married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, before they got, like, engaged and got married. We would have, we would get together with all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it was really cute. Like, me and Jesse remember this moment because we were walking down the street And, like, Tom was coming Uh over, and we were like, so when are you going to, like, propose to our mom? (laughs) And he was like, he was like, oh, no, I'm about to get the ring. And we were like, and it was like. You didn't even tell me that. It was like me, Jesse, and Jamie. And all of us were, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) And then, like, he proposed to her right before Christmas. Uh And the crazy thing was, like. That night. A, that night, there was a horrible thunderstorm, mm-hmm. lightning storm, and somehow, like, you me, guys ended up yeah, in the bed with which me. Which is crazy because, like, I was 12 when they got it. It was a big yeah. lightning strike. And mm-hmm. so you would think, like, oh, a 12-year-old won't go into her mommy's room. Oh, like, yes, scared. they will. And Jesse was, like, 9, 10. <laughs> and so, but, like, both me and Jesse ended up in my mom's bed that night, like, scared of the storm. And she's like... He proposed. And I showed him the ring. We were just like, oh my gosh, the fact that like here we are like this old and like for some reason this like thunderstorm happened to like make us go into the bed and like on the night that she got proposed to, Mm -hmm. it was crazy. Okay, next question. How do you maintain a healthy relationship? It all comes down to communication. Uh, Tom is an excellent communicator. He is the best male computer communicator I've ever known in my life. Um, other men I have been in relationships with would just shut down, would just quit talking, would, um, you know, just yell. And then just, it was just horrible. Mm -hmm. Tom is very measured and I'm not perfect. None of us are. So when I do something that upsets him, he will, you know, speak, kindly and gently but firmly and saying hey what you did really annoyed me I don't like it it makes me feel like this he uses all those kind of typical I statements it's like he has like the manual right there going when you do this I feel like this yeah and so I I mean like you you did this and Mm -hmm. you're the like it's yeah yeah he uses the I statements so he's very good about communicating um, when, if he is upset with me, mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the things I really appreciate. He is also, he speaks my love languages and that's a whole other podcast. Well, well yeah. just name your, your, my love languages is affectionate touch and, um, loving words. Mm-hmm. And so he is 
perfect at that. And I think those are his love languages too. So our love, love languages speak, but we also like doing activities together. Mm -hmm. I would say like that's kind of like time. A, quality time is kind of like a third one too, but so you, physical touch, words of affirmation yes. and quality time yes. are your top three. Yes, for sure. And those are his. And so he, even if it wasn't his, he makes sure that he shows his love that mm -hmm. way because he tends to show his love through cooking yes. and that's not my love language. So he makes sure that <laughs> no, after Tom being in my life, I'm like, I think cooking for me is a love language. You, need to, you need to marry a chef yeah, no. or yeah, somebody like that. Uh, so yeah. So I think that's really important is understanding your partner's love language and making sure that you're showing love in the way they need to feel that in other relationships. Again, I'm not going to name names, but we were very off on the love language. Mm -hmm. So one partner is feeling like they are giving, showing love. Mm -hmm. And the other person is like, what the fresh hell is this? <laughs> and so, um, so that's very important to just kind of make sure you communicate and say, you know, it really makes me feel loved when you, mm -hmm. you know, and then whatever's important if, to you. If you had to guess, what do you think like my top three love languages are? I would say words of affirmation. She's right. <laughs> I would say, um, gosh, I can't remember all of them. It's like um, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time. Um, I know it's like the action one, like doing like the. I think maybe action. Thing. Would action be one for you? Yeah, I like when people do things. Yeah, for me. I know. So that's why we're taking you to new orleans I, with us yeah i think i also am like physical touch i think so too but i just have to be careful of where you're coming from yeah. if you've been driving and you're stressed <laughs> you scared yeah. me off to ever touch you again yeah my meltdown thanksgiving megan had a meltdown last thanksgiving that we just talked the room yeah. process once again yeah but yeah well because because i love to play with your hair and you love when i yeah do that. i i like when people like give me like arm tickles or like play with my hair like mm -hmm. that's one of like me and dad's things like uh because mm -hmm. i'll cuddle up near mm -hmm. dad on the couch like mm -hmm. it's normally like dad mm -hmm. in the corner me next to him mm -hmm. then jesse mm -hmm. sort of like in between like mm -hmm. middle of the couch corner mm -hmm. and then sonya on the mm -hmm. other side and so dad will like grab onto like my feet and sort of just like squeeze Aww. them and like get them warm yeah and then like dad also plays with my hair that's sweet and like yeah, I like I like that. I don't need to be like full on like hugged and like, but just kind of. The but stroking. I like I, I yeah. like just like knowing that they're like near and yeah. like them just doing little things. Okay, I like that because, like when I get when I get very anxious, like I will like play with my Same. hair or I'll like I'll Tickle like rub arms. yeah like yeah. I'll rub Same. my arm mm -hmm. and so like I think that like soothes me. Ah, interesting. So those are mine. Okay, on to the next. What are some good forms of self-care? Like, what do you do when you're feeling, like, sad or anxious or overwhelmed? Like, what's something that, like, helps you? Cat time. <laughs> I literally get the cat. And it's been scientifically proven if you pet an animal, it releases that oxytocin in your body. And, like, there are times when I've been very anxious and all I can think about is, I just want to lay and pet Harper. I just need to pet Harper. I just want to pet Harper. Harper's I just... our family cat. Yes. But Harper is well, like my, my cat. Yeah, but like when, when we come over, yeah. she's like the family cat. But with being an empty nest, she's my cat now. Yeah. And so definitely Harper time. 
I love a good bath that mm-hmm. just all that. And that's kind of ever since COVID and like kind of when I was having to teach during COVID coming home and just kind of washing my whole body, mm-hmm. just kind of, I don't know, just getting the It's like washing out. away the day. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly how I think of it. And when I'm done, uh, cause I work full time and then I usually tutor in the evenings. Once I'm done, that's the first thing I love to do is like that. Is just a, a nice hot bath and that yeah. relaxes me. So that's it. But I also love, we love going for walks. We love mm-hmm. going for bike rides. We're going for a hike tomorrow. So being in nature is mm-hmm. also something else um, that I love to do that helps soothe me. Yeah, I think like on a day-to-day basis, like after working, if I like get like very like stressed mm-hmm. or overwhelmed or Well, anxious, especially from your traffic. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just like coming home and like, just soaking in a hot bath yes. and like scrubbing my body yes. and just like relaxing and taking mm-hmm. like a moment for mm-hmm. myself. Like that's very like, it just like recharges me and like same. relaxes me. I know. It's funny how it can recharge and relax at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times after that, then I feel not energized, but I just, you like, get an extra boost. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're also relaxed. But now that you have Lottie, I know. So yeah, Lottie, is my cat for those who haven't been like listening to my most recent me and Jesse got a cat. She's the cutest little thing. She and is I very cute. I like told my mom like earlier, like I think she like really helps with my depression because and like, anxiety. And anxiety. No and like I swear Lottie's like an empath. Like she <laughs> if I come home like uh Thursday I had really bad anxiety and I came home and like she'll like lay on my chest. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, very, like, cute of her to do. I'm like, oh, you're helping mommy. But I think that pressure on your chest also is a way to release anxiety, yeah. too. Well, when, it. yeah, like, if I'm, like, if I have, like, one of those moments at work, I, like, will hug Joaquin oh. and I'll just hold him because uh-huh. it, like, helps, like, de-stress uh-huh. me. And then I'm also an avid, like you know online shopping never hurt anyone like who what what will online shopping like do to like my depression besides like cure it and just like, <laughs> but yeah I I like to just like shop for things mm-hmm. that I feel like will help me like feel mm-hmm. better about myself whether mm-hmm. it be like skincare or like mm-hmm. getting a new like mascara or mm-hmm. something or like your mom gave you a new mascara I know. this weekend perfect I don't yeah. have to spend my money exactly on that. it's free but yeah, like that, or if I'm just, like, feeling, like, a little bad about my body, I'll be like, well, let me get this dress, let me wear mm-hmm. it, and, like, let me sort of, like, help mm-hmm. myself with that, mm-hmm. and then, honestly, alone time. Mm-hmm. I need alone time, and I feel like in the past, like, alone time for me was just, like, oh, all right, let's just, like, seep into the depression more, mm-hmm. but I feel like now, since I, like, have a job, and, like, it's just, like, very, like, time-consuming and mm-hmm. energy-consuming. I'm mm-hmm. just, like, I just need alone time to, like, relax, recoup, and just, like, feel better in that sense. And then, hmm, honestly, just, like, quality time with Jesse helps. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, and quality time with Tom. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how, that's how me and her deal with our everyday stresses. Our everyday stresses. <laughs> okay. If someone has a red flag, do you immediately shut it down with the person or do you talk about it with the person? It depends on where you are in the relationship. If you are newly dating, 
I was kind of, when I was newly dating again, this is quite a few years ago, but as a grown woman and I was newly dating and a red flag came up, I would just be, thank you next, <laughs> just move along and let's act like this never happened and just move along to the next person. If something comes up after you've been in a relationship, it just, it just kind of depends on how intense that red flag is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about this earlier um, and I was talking about if anybody tries to, doesn't accept you and appreciate you as you are, that's a big red flag. If yeah. somebody is trying to change you or is constantly criticizing you about things that are just your personality, uh, then that is a huge red flag. And I don't think you should change for anybody. Now, if there's if there are just little things that you can do to help your partner feel better, that's one mm-hmm. thing. But you shouldn't ever shrink to make somebody feel bigger. Yeah, I've talked about that on my podcast. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like when I was with um, a person, CK, mm-hmm. I, like, changed the way I would, like, you know, think about things and feel about things. Right. Because I'm like, well, like – that's how he does it so that means that's how I should do it and that means that like we'll have no issues whatsoever right lies right and I think I said that in in the first marriage I was in I was so young I didn't know better Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have my own identity so I just was like oh well whatever he does then I'll do and I'll just won't make any waves and it'll just be happy and it'll be perfect kind of like you said And then, of course, after 18 years, I didn't know who I was. And so I had to rediscover myself after that relationship. And that took a while. Yeah, I feel like after all that drama Mm -hmm. with him, I was, like, literally at, like, zero. Yeah. And you just have to, like... Build yourself back up. Yeah, build yourself back up. And that's what I, like, said on my podcast. It's, like, once you're at, like, the total rock bottom of, like, Mm -hmm. not knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and feeling, like, 100%, like, garbage and Mm -hmm. you're worthless, like, it takes time to, like, find what you like and find how, like, and, like, find things that you, like, didn't know about yourself Mm -hmm. and, like... And you also, like, figure along the way, like, oh, he did that. I don't like that he did that. Right. And, like, moving on. Right. I'm not going – like, if a person mm-hmm. does that or, like, does something, then or I – Or doesn't do something. Or doesn't do something, mm-hmm. then, like, I can't put up with that. Right. Because that's, like, one of my red flags. Exactly. That's very good. And so that's, like – It's a learning – Yeah. It's, it's a learning curve there. And that's why, like, when I was with, like, 32-year-old – Yeah. It was, like, he has a lot of the stuff I like. And, like, I feel like when I know I'm not going to date a person, I'll put up with some red flags because it's, like, mm. I'm not going to date you. Like, right. I'm, and, like, I can put up with, like, some of the red flags. Right. Because, like, overall, like, I do enjoy your company. Right. But when he, like, yelled at me and, like, wasn't acting in mature sense and, right. like, not letting me speak and, like, mm-hmm. giving me the time of, like, the time of day or just giving me time to, like, air out my case, I'm, like right. – I don't like that. Right. Cause, Move like, along. That's how, like, CK was. Like, right. he was very, like, aggro. And, like, mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know. But now you know better. Out. But now I'm just like, fuck that shit. You're not talking to me like that. Right. Bye. Like, right. deal with your own bullshit. Like, right. I'm not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like in the past, like, I would just be like, I would just, like, try and fix people. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I can fix them and, like, make them, like, my 
like own, project like, project <laughs> and like the version that I can like see them oh, being. No, 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 no. <laughs> when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah, and so like now I know that, and so now I'm like, okay, if you're like a shitty person or if you do something shitty, like that's just gonna continue. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just like, like what my mother always says, thank you. Next. Yes. So, what are some of your red flags in people? I thought we just discussed this. No, no, no. Like, say, so, like, for me. The other other one was, like, do you talk to them or do you whatever? Okay. So, mine is kind of like what you were saying, like, what what I was talking about. If they're overly critical, wanting me to change my personality, uh, being any way, shape, form controlling, Mm -hmm. like, I don't deal with do well with that we're both like very like controlling yeah, uh-uh. so we can't yeah. have another don't control, control me no don't control me and then um that's kind of the it's just more of that manipulation yeah. and controlling um or like i i just thought of one it's been so long i'm in such a healthy relationship i have to go backwards in time oh to, to think only of have it, that to think about that but if they the the non-communication the, you know, just dropping it or yeah. silent treatment or anything like that. Oh, I could not deal if my partner gave me the silent treatment. I would be like, hello? Are you just going to, like, run away and yeah. not talk about it? That was a lot like, of my first marriage to your father. <laughs> He's so sorry. Like I know. He's more willing, but, like, he'll shut down. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So that was something I did not want. I needed, I need somebody. If, if I'm upset you, it's like, tell me and let's work on it. Yeah. See a big thing with like CK, he Mm -hmm. would sugarcoat things Mm -hmm. being like, oh yeah, no, like it's fine. Like da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then that's when he would like blow up on me Mm -hmm. and make me think, make me seem like I was was like the worst girlfriend ever. Right. And that like, I had all these problems and I'm like, you could have just like, been straight up and been like at that moment Mm -hmm. hey like this is really bothering me or hey I don't like that let's talk about it but instead it just like piled up piled up and Mm -hmm. I'm like well it didn't have to get to that point and so whenever that that's what happened with um DWE yeah he told me like straight up like I do let things pile up (laughs) and I don't really communicate well (laughs) and I was like um, uh, thank you next well <laughs> good thing that you were my fourth grade crush and nothing yes. like nothing more but I also I I need someone to like be very aware of like like women's rights oh yeah that's very sure. like like if you think that like if you're not good with like abortion mm-hmm. and like all that like I can't because mm-hmm. I'm literally a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I don't put up with that. Mm-hmm. And so... I, like I said, these are things I guess I just don't have to deal with. Yeah. Because I've, I've got Tom. Also, like, you didn't have these issues <laughs> where yeah. your rides got taken away. Yeah. Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days of, like, the yeah. 80s and the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Who thought in the 2020s? Yeah. Yeah, the 2020s. We would be, be dealing, dealing Like, you, you, like, I doubt when you're... Like, like when, when I thinking, was your age, yeah. I didn't think it would you be You would think issue. like, oh, you know, if I have a daughter, her rights won't be taken away. Yeah, I never thought that would be the case. So, but, yeah. yeah, so that that's probably, and, 
you know, we're not going to talk politics on here, but there are certain politics I wouldn't deal yeah, with. And any, no, anything, obviously, the the obvious ones, the racism, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sexism, the ageism. I yeah. mean, those are all the isms. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's, you know, those yeah. are no-goes. And, like, that, yeah, that's, that's like, if you're homophobic, if you're racist. Exactly, any of the isms. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't with you because right. it's just, like, why yeah exactly (laughs) but I will I will point out I do I do I have talked about this how like you and dad both like raised me and Jesse like very like there's nothing wrong with like any of that and I I started rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I realized like that was like one thing like there was like Willow and like her girlfriend and we would watch (laughs) it with dad a lot and like he never like brought up like how like that's weird and so like growing up I watched like that like when I was like six, and yeah. so I was just like, "Oh yeah, cool." Two girls making out on a yeah. bed, and they levitate while singing to each other. Like, <laughs> hell yeah! Like, Rock get on. it. Like, okay, but yeah, I will. I do want to shout you out on Thank being you. like a good, inclusive, yes, inclusivity, a very good yeah, mother, mother, and also like father on that. Okay, so we we talked about this earlier when Monica was over, so. I know, I know you don't, I know you've never, like, really disliked any of my friends that you, like, remember, but, so I want to make it even juicier. Did you like CK at Of the course time? I did, because he was the son of one of my good friends at the time, <laughs> and I'd known him since he was, like, three years old and in your pre-k, preschool class. Yeah, I have, I have uh, pre-K pictures with my ex, which is fun, like, we're hiding under a table. You guys were, like, hiding table. under a table yeah. together. No. So I had known her many years, so it was like I was fine with that. But I again, I just know superficially. I don't know that yeah. you know the inside story of people's relationships. Yeah, so. I feel like I was just like so wrapped into him. I didn't even like care about anything else. Yeah, crazy Megan obsessed and in love with a man. I know, guys, <laughs> hasn't happened in six years. It's okay. We can move on from that. Oh, yeah. No, I've, like, dealt with all that yeah, trauma. Yeah, that's good. That's but, good. like, I just remember I got, like, caught at his house by his mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how you found out that me and him were a thing <laughs> because she texted you. Is that right? I know because I asked you who you were talking to one time on the way to Blinn and you told me who you were talking to. Oh, I thought she like, but I think she like confirmed it because I know she texted you. Oh. Like being like, I'm pretty sure like they're dating. Oh, okay. And then I remember. It's so long ago. I can barely remember. Oh, I remember we went to like the Cinco football game when they were in the, like one of the playoffs. Oh yeah, to San Antonio. That was fun. (laughs) And I just remember you guys like came up to me and CK and y'all were like, Oh yeah, we were talking about how we don't want to be grandparents anytime soon. And I was just like, <laughs> so embarrassing. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> get away, get away. But yeah, I mean, what's it like raising a daughter in that time? Oh girl. <laughs> All I can say is I'm so glad we're over teenagers because it sucks. It's the worst. Like, what what do you think the worst thing I ever did was? Let's let expose me. I don't care. I I don't even know. Oh, probably like the party that you had where Ray was getting drunk, including the superintendent at the time's son. And so I was convinced I was not going to have a job or retirement or anything. 
and you're putting us all like making us all liable and we were all going to be sued if anybody left the house and got in an accident. Nope, I took everyone's keys. So, anyway, that was the most stressful She didn't thing. realize that, like, at the time, my brand was Mother Meg's, and I wasn't going to let I know, but other happen. people were, but other people were drinking here, and that was hard for us. Yeah, but somehow I got out of it. <laughs> yeah, because you were just honest. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I've learned with... With my mother and my stepdad, if you're honest and upfront, it's much and, better because yeah. we can talk through things than if you try to lie your way out of it. Okay, question that I've always wanted to know. My second semester of my senior year, did you know that I was smoking weed or no? No. <gasps> she is good at her job of being a teenager, <laughs> folks. <laughs> there would Thanks. be times where I would like spray myself with perfume because uh. it would. Like, we would be in a car, uh, and I was afraid my hair would smell, because uh, you would always, like, hug me before you went to uh, bed. Yeah, I would. And I, sometimes I would be like, could she, like, smell it? And, like, <laughs> does she know? But she's That's just, the like, paranoia setting in. I know. Mm-hmm. But, hmm, what else? What else can I ask? Nothing else in my teenage years? I don't. It's all a blur. After COVID, I think <laughs> it's just, like, my brain screwed up. Damn, guys, she's being nice. She doesn't want to expose me. Sorry. Well, I can tell the audience I was a bitch. I was a crazy monster at points. And then I was, like, sweet. And yeah. then I was depressed. I just wanted you to do the chores I asked you to do. <laughs> that just pissed me off. Yeah, she would just be like, please do the dishes. Just do them. And I would just be like, no. <laughs> no. So. Anything else? I know. No, so please. don't ask me for anything. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. She would be like, okay, don't ask me for no anything. No converse. Yeah. Nothing. You can't ask me to do anything, or I won't do anything for you for the rest of the week then. And exactly. I would just be like. <laughs> okay. So now I'm moving out of high school. We talked about it sort of in the beginning, but I went to college. I went to Blinn. I was the guinea pig of, like, everyone in the family since I'm the oldest. Yeah. How is that for you? <laughs> it sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> Raising teenagers sucks. Raising the firstborn sucks. Because you don't know what you're doing. Nobody gives you, like, a manual or anything. Yeah. And it's hard. So. Also, I think since I had, like, undiagnosed ADHD, ADHD, like, the grades were already, like, shit. Yeah. And so I think you were just, like, trying to, like, pull anything and everything, like, just trying to make it seem like I would somehow get accepted into an actual, like, university. I and tried. In my head, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be a rejection letter. <laughs> I didn't know, Megan. I was doing the best I could with what I had. No, no, no. Yeah, no. But, it, like, I felt bad because I didn't know either because I'm, like, I didn't mm-hmm. have, like, an older sibling. Exactly. I didn't have an older cousin. Exactly. And so I was, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I and know. So it's just, like. It was really hard. So, like, now with, like, the younger cousins, like, they know. It's, like, you bust ass and you get you get straight A's. And, and then you can go to college and get drunk and high all the time. <laughs> so, um so, yeah, so it was just hard. It's yeah. hard. Parenting is hard. I mean, people are like, oh, it's a little baby. Uh, yeah, that's not yeah. what parenting is. It's the hardest thing around, and that's why I have wrinkles and gray hair. And you got, like, um, your... Uh... Uh, my ulcer. I've had stress in my jaws. Yeah, like TMJ. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. But you love us. Yeah. 
Give me an ulcer, gray hair and wrinkles. But yeah. No, I'm so glad you guys are out of my house. And No, I definitely thing. feel like me moving out of the house helped our relationship tremendously. <laughs> because I just I didn't want to strangle you anymore. Yeah, like it went from like zero to a hundred. Yeah, for sure. And also I think it helped because like I realized like how much you provide for me and my sister. <laughs> like going grocery shopping at that H-E-B for the first time, like <laughs> by myself and I had to use my own money <laughs> and then like pay for gas with my own money uh-huh. and like if I wanted to have like new shoes or new clothes <laughs> I had to pay that with my own money and then I'm like oh no I don't have money what do I do and then it's like you gotta get a J-O-B girl a J-O-B yep. and I was like okay guess I'll work at the H-E-B uh-huh. but yeah I don't know I think I think we just realized that I am not an academic girly. Mm-hmm. I I we like let, we had to let go of that dream. We had to let go of the dream. Uh-huh. But it was also very stressful on my part because here I'm like the oldest. I am the role model, mm-hmm. as like many of my aunts, uncles, you mm-hmm. would say for like my younger cousins, my sister, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking failure. Mm-hmm. Here we go. But you're not. Yeah, but that's like. But, but that's what that was your self-talk. Yeah, that was your self-talk. Yeah, and so it's like I'm also like somewhat of a perfectionist. Yeah. Where if like if I don't do something right, you then don't like, want to do it at all. I don't want to do it. But then I like shit on myself because I'm like, why can't you fucking do this? Yeah, you suck. Mm-hmm. You suck. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like school just like brought that out even more, mm-hmm. and it just made me like very sad and depressed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but <laughs> now you like, do what oh. you love yeah no and so I think like my last year at Blinn and A&M I was just like no I th- I literally had to like email my professor who like I really liked and I had to email her like I am so sorry I have not been to class in two weeks uh-huh. but currently I like am on the brink of mm-hmm. like losing my shit yeah. completely and I remember the first time I went back to that class, she like asked me to stay behind and she was like, she was like, I totally understand. Aww. Like, I understand like what you're going through. Like mm-hmm. I recently just had a passing my family and Aww. I've also been feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And she like gave me the biggest, sweetest <laughs> hug. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> thank you so much, Aww. professor. But yeah. And so I got out of college mm-hmm. And I started to become a nanny. Which has been your calling. Yeah. So after I I moved back in with y'all the summer of 2018. 18. 2018. And I had fun up in my my little room. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going a little cuckoo. But like August, then Marie called. Yeah, that's my Marie, mother-in-law. Yeah, being like Tom's my mom, and she um, said, "Hey, there's this family that lives right next door, and the mom has twins, and she needs a nanny. Would Megan be interested in this position?" It was just like, "Oh, yeah." It would start in October. What, like October first? Yeah, like that. Like no, that? like the end of October. End of October. That's right. Because it was Halloween. Like oh the yeah, week that I that's started. right. That's right. And so. I like started. I started like working for them, and it was a live-in position. It was yeah. They switched it to a live-in position because they were like, "We have a spare bedroom. Yeah, like why not just like live yeah. in the house?" And 
I just remember the first week I was like, shit, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is hard. Twins. Like, my arms were sore. My legs were sore. <laughs> Your my back, back was sore. sore. Like, I was so utterly exhausted every single day. <laughs> like, I would go to sleep at, like, 9 p. Like, I think I – it was either, like, between 8 p.m. Oh, and 9 p.m. And I would just, like, sleep. But, yeah, it was – and I remember when I became a nanny, it was still, like, very much, like, oh, my God, what is the family going to think of me? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, we are, like, such a very family-oriented, mm-hmm. like, bunch. And so it was, like, oh, my gosh, like, Thanksgiving's coming up. I have to, like, explain how I'm not in college. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. And I am a nanny. Uh-huh. And I remember telling Jesse, I'm, like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And she was, like, just, like, answer answer them, like, real quick and then just be, like, oh, Jesse's like, says that the cousins, like, want to play that, like, come yeah. come on down. Yeah. And so for, I think for, like, the first two years of being a nanny, I struggled a lot just, like, well, my peers are doing this. Right. And I'm, like, doing that. But, like, I remember you came over one time in the pandemic and you were, like, so surprised of, like, how smart the twins were. Oh, my god. And, gosh. like, how well I, like, handled mm-hmm. them. And I was, like holy shit, am I, like, <laughs> fucking killing this job? Uh-huh. And I was just like, okay, I'm good at this. Like, yeah. this is what I like mm-hmm. to do. You're, like, the baby whisperer. But you've always been the I've baby whisperer. I've always been the baby whisperer. You've always been the baby whisperer. So we knew you had that in you. But, yeah, so do you think people – do you think it's necessary for people to go to college? Or do you think people I, should? You know what? I am changing my mind about that. The more and more I see different – ways that you can make a living and digital economy and the gig economy and, you know, just different things that are out there. So I don't think it's necessary for people to go to college. Yeah. Cause it's true. Like now, I mean, kids we were, younger than me can be like millionaires I know. off of like YouTube and yeah, TikTok it's and crazy. Like all that. And it's like, it's crazy how like they can like be like, Oh yeah, I don't need to go to college. Cause I have like a million dollars saved up. And it's like, what this, world are we living in? I know, exactly. It's kind of like the upside down. So how how is it for you to see, like, the boom of, like, technology growing up, like, not, like, that just not being the norm whatsoever? Um, yeah, I'm from the olden days. We had typewriters. She's in the, she's from the 60s. I was born in 1967. Like, I was a 70s kid, which was awesome. I don't know if you saw that Instagram I yeah. sent you. And lunchboxes and riding our bikes and making forts and playing outside and watching Happy Days on Tuesdays at 6 and Laverne and Shirley at 6.30. And you come in when the streetlights are on and your parents, your mom, your mother locks you out of the house on the weekend to, to, um, to clean the house. And so we just would play outside and drink out of other people's hoses. You also made me and Jesse do this growing up. <laughs> I know it's great and uh yeah so yeah she would she would be like I'm locking you guys out of the house for one to two hours if you need water you have the hose (laughs) and so growing up like a lot me and Jesse lived we lived on like two acres and we had our friends and that's what we would do we just go play outside ruin your lawn Mm -hmm. (laughs) and drink from the water hose if we had to so the next question is how much debt with a career is too much debt? Like, what do you, what, what is your two cents? Even though I know you didn't have. I didn't have debt because back then I could go for an entire semester at University of Houston for $585. Shut the fuck up. And that's like 19 hours of school 
18 or 19 hours. Can y'all believe this, guys? <laughs> we are being scammed. You are being scammed. So, and I remember, and I could work for 385 an hour and pay my way through school. That's so, insane. I know, working like 20, 25 hours a week. So now, um, now, mind you, your dad paid like all, you know, I was, living, yeah. I was with your dad. So, but I, your dad did not pay a single nickel for my. College, I paid for all of that by myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom, my stepdad paid one semester at Sam Houston, and then I paid all the rest of it. My dad, he contributed. He would give me gas money. And this is back when gas was like 10 cents, 89 cents a gallon. But he would give me $50 a month for gas. That was a lot back then. Yeah, way. 50 bucks was a lot. And so um, I would get 50 bucks for gas. But I would work at a video store, and um, that's how I put myself through school. So it's 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 sad for me that kids can't do that now. Where like, tuition's like sixty k or more. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. It, you know, anywhere between thirty for you know, well with um, you know with housing and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, what what does just Jesse have? I guess that's it's okay. I know. It's going to be about 25 or something or 25,000 or 22,000, something like that. 22,000. If the 10,000, but once the 10,000 is taken off, I know it'll we have to apply like 12 guys alert, alert. If you have college debt, you know, in October, like this month right now, you can sign up and like, See if you get, qualify, yeah. See if you qualify to get like $10,000 off your debt, which luckily for me, going to a community college for only two well, years. junior college. Junior college for only two years. You only have $10,000. I only have $10,000 in debt. So I'm like, thanks, please. Joe. Thanks. Joe take did my that. Ap- take my application, please. Joe did that. But yeah, I, I mean, I know people who like have like, $40,000 of debt. And, you know, the the feeling I hear stories about doctors being in hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars of debt, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I like, I love the idea of some of these doctors, like they can kind of get rid of that if they go work in rural areas, because mm-hmm. rural areas are like desperate for doctors and nurses and hospitals. And like, oh, you go spend, you know, two or three or four years mm-hmm. and your debt's wiped off. I mean, I think that's, you know, it's kind of like how they, they do a lot of that for teachers, mm-hmm. that a lot of teachers that are in Title I schools, if they work in Title I schools so many years, then their debt is is forgiven. Yeah. So I think if you can do more things like that, then that would get people maybe to give back and maybe do things out of their comfort zone and maybe find things that they want to do that they weren't sure about. Yeah, I also think, like, that's, like, a big thing now, like, when you get into a relationship and then you get married. Oh, yeah, it's how like, much debt. you carry, like, mm. that person's debt, mm-hmm. and then you have to help them pay, pay it, it off. off. And I feel like that's – I saw someone, like, talk about it, how, like, it could be, like, a deal breaker for some because it's, like, well, do I want to, like, get with this person, Mm -hmm. then learn how much debt that they're in. It's, like, well, do I go in for love and just say, like, screw money, like, for richer or for poorer? Well, that's just something you have to discuss going in. I know it's just kind of when you talk about other things, you know, do you want a family? Do you want Mm -hmm. children? Do you want pets? Children are very expensive, same with pets, And so – 
all of these things, it's just one of those things. Oh, do you have any debt, college debt? Yeah, I've got $10,000 worth of college debt. What do you have? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just something you just have to talk about going in. Yeah, I think that there are definitely some degrees that people get where I'm like, I'm like, you could have gone to a like junior or community college mm -hmm. not racked up and then like gone to like the universities mm -hmm. for like the, the next two, two years. years and not have like gained but of course you also have like the parents who are like no my child has to go to like a university mm -hmm. and like also you have the kids who are like no I want to go to an Ivy mm -hmm. League or I want to go to this university mm -hmm. for like the experience and I like right. it and honestly I just feel like it's like, okay, how much are you going to rack up? Is it worth it? Will your degree and the job that you're going mm -hmm. for really, like, will you benefit for mm -hmm. from that? And will it support you and what you want in life? Right. I agree. So that that's our two senses on that. Two okay. cents. Or, okay. It's okay. She's a teacher, guys. <laughs> okay. I can't help it. So now describe the person you could see me being with for the long term for like marriage uh -huh. kids. kids future son-in-law <laughs> uh I definitely see somebody older for you not your same age not younger not my usual one year younger <laughs> no um I have read some things that say ADHD people tend to be three years younger mentally and emotionally than their actual age. Wait, we're younger or older? See, ADHD, you actually, I got distracted by Harper's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> See, I just said uh, that you're actually three years more immature. So even <gasps> though you're 24, you act like you're 21. You know what? That is not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're your closest friends, Jesse's age and Jesse. Okay, look, shout out to my sister and shout out to Becca. I love y'all with all my heart. Age is nothing but a number. <laughs> but it makes complete and utter sense now. You know, growing up, did I have Peter Pan syndrome? Yes, yes did. I did. Do I still have it today? Yes, yes you, you do. do. She would be literally, I don't want to grow up. She would literally say those words. Like, thinking about turning 25 next year, it makes me want to barf because it's just awesome. like. Awesome. No, it's like, ew. I'm it's a quarter century. But you, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. It's a quarter century. Like, what? Girl, how did don't I get? even talk to me about age. No, but I'm just like, how did I get here? How am I already about to be 25? Like, it's already been four months since and my then birthday. It's, then it's the downhill slide to 30. <laughs> <laughs> One day over 25, you're closer to 30 than to 20. <laughs> See, that's what you get having a mathematician as a mom. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but, like, I just, I, I do think I don't seem my age. Mm -hmm. Also, like, my appearance, I have a baby face. Mm -hmm. I'm short. I have small hands, small feet. And you so, have your little dimple. And I have my little dimples. So, like, people already don't think I'm, mm -hmm. like, 24. Mm -hmm. Like, when I go to gas stations, they'll be like, ID. And then they'll be shocked that I'm over 18. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, my skincare is working. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. thank you. But at the same time, I'm like, I sort of do want to look older, but then I'm like, wrinkles? Yeah. I have a phobia of wrinkles. You need to get over it. I don't know why, though. You need to get over it. I know. You think I'm vain. Yes. But Jack said the same thing. Yes. How we want to get Botox when we turn no, 25. do not. It's I just want, I want it on my I'm not talking. I'm not going there. Move <laughs> along. Okay. So, you see someone older than for me. Yes. 
that's it <laughs> that's all <laughs> just someone older. no I mean so obviously I want somebody that that you love and adore and admire and that loves and adores and admires you I mean that's what I want for you and so that's all that matters to me no matter who that person is yeah but yeah. it would just I would just think you would need somebody a little older to kind of, again, kind of help you get your shit together and keep your shit together. I think, you know, you just kind of... To, like, hide my debit card and, like, take yes. away my phone when I yes. they see me, like, on Amazon. And to make you save. Yes. Save your money. Uh, so... <laughs> That's something that, like, my sister inherited from my mother more. Like, mm-hmm. money. Being good with money. See, for me, I don't know if it's because I was a depressed teenager who thought she wouldn't make it to this age. And so, to me, I'm like... Yes, let me buy whatever makes me happy. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like fear of missing out. Like, YOLO, who needs to say for the future? There may not be one. And so I think that's, like, part of, like, my I need to, like, realize, Megan, you're about to be 25. You need to start saving your money. Mm-hmm. and Save being, up for fun stuff. Yeah, just be wiser with what you spend your money on and needs and necessities. Mm -hmm. We could do a whole financial thing. (laughs) She would love that. Mm -hmm. So I told you before we started recording that Harry Potter, which, yes, which I nicknamed home goods because one Christmas, my mother made me go to home goods four or five times a day Buying things, returning things. Well, I redid my whole color scheme for my yes, and I was I was being helpful and finding fantastic good color schemes and good decorations. You had that good eye, yes, that we still use today. That's when I wanted to be an interior designer. Gosh, I could be. Me and Jessie talk about that. How she would like she would like find like the sourcing for things, and then I would then like go and like decorate the people's houses. Mm Because I do have, like, the eye of, like, what looks Let's good. get back on track. Sorry. Home goods. Oh, yeah. So, home goods. <laughs> so, I mentioned how he put into, like, the response, like, what would it take to, like, get you to go to dinner with me? What do you think it would take? <laughs> I think you should go. What do you, what's, what is, what does it hurt? That's just my opinion. Because that's my thing. It's just, like, it's a dinner. See? It's not forever. It's not this. It's two hours of your life and just see what happens see for me it's like the anxiety of like oh my god now I have to like go get ready oh my god now I have to like think of like cool things to say no and like all that like I just get like very like don't worry about that how I don't know you just have to let it go just listen to let it go a million times let go yes um but yeah harry potter boy slash home goods um you got to let me chase you. You can't be giving me compliments. You can't be, like, hitting, like, I feel like he just goes. I don't like people who, like, charge into things because I, like, you know, a little, like, fun, a little, like, here and there, chase, and then, mm-hmm. like. Cat and mouse. Yeah, cat and mouse. I'm Because I feel like if they go in too fast, it's, like, they're love bombing me. And I got love bombed by, um. Well, I nicknamed him Mr. Miata, but uh, the guy that gave me chlamydia. Yeah. He, like, love-bombed. And so I'm like, okay, he's, like, into me. Like, he Mm -hmm. says, like, he wants to date me. He says he can, like, see me in his future. And then it's like, they just, like, hit the brakes. And then it's like, 
Well, so, you like finally reeled me in. Yeah. I've given you a chance. So the love bombing brings that up. Yeah. Like okay. I, I just don't. So no love bombing. Because it's almost like false hope. And that's what I don't like. Ah, now we get to the real nitty yeah, gritty. Well, because I'm just like very like upfront. Like mm-hmm. if a person's upfront with me about like what they want out of something, it works because I'm like, okay, there's boundaries put up. Right. There's like rules that I like know how to follow. Yeah. But if it's like very just like, oh yeah, like I'm into you. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. I don't know what to do now. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, like what boundaries, like what, like mm-hmm. where's this going? Right. And so then I'm just like, oh, the, the spiraling there, yeah. Happens. I'm like, okay, there are no rules. So I can like say and like do and like ask and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like they, I feel like people who love bomb, they don't think ahead. Mm. They just think like in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so then when they think ahead, they're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it frustrates me. Because yeah. I'm like, you're lame. Mm-hmm. You're lame for doing that. And you're lame for giving me chlamydia. But Can we move along from that one? My too? mom's like, I've already gone on her ass guys about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Destigmatize it, mom. Okay. Be progressive. Okay, I'm trying. Just because you're not on the list doesn't mean people you know aren't. <laughs> okay, move along. <laughs> okay. So, do you have any questions for me? Any questions? Concerns? Comments? All I ever, all I ever want to ask you is, are you happy? I'm happy. Okay. You're happy where you're living. You're happy with the situation. You're happy with your job. Yeah. Okay. I I think, like, I think it was hard to adjust living in Austin. Mm-hmm. Like, even the day we, like, went and viewed the apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change is hard. And I kept telling you, no. change is hard, like, even if it's no, good. No, it's not the change. It's just, like, it then again, the it's, like, no, but it's, like, I – it wasn't much so like I wasn't like okay with the change it was just like it's like having to like realize like okay like this is happening like I was happy of the change Mm -hmm. but it's just like you get overwhelmed with like all that and it's like I'm not upset that I'm moving to Austin (laughs) and I'm living with my sister I'm like not upset that I'm gonna have an apartment and like my own bedroom and bathroom yeah I'm not upset that I have this like new job and like I'm like, it's just a lot of change. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Change is hard. And a lot of change is really hard. Yeah. I think when you were like saying change is hard, you thought that I, I thought I, I think I took it in like, oh, like, I think you're thinking this is like a bad thing. And that's mm-hmm. why I was like, it's not hard. And no, change for a good thing is hard. I mean, like, you know, even Tom and I getting married and him mm-hmm. having to move in and just Having four kids in a three-bedroom house. Well, at least they weren't there full-time, full-time. They would come to visit. But, you know, just that kind of change and learning to live with somebody again after I was living on my own for seven years. And, you know, that's really hard. And I wanted it and I loved it, but it's still hard. Yeah, I think that was also hard on me and Jesse because it's like – we're only like used to like me, you, and yeah. her, and then we're like, oh my god! There's now a we'll have here. like a father figure living yeah. with us, and we'll have like his two kids living yeah. with us sometimes. Well, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But I that's said, a I lot. Said sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I think that, and then also, I I'm very adaptable. I'm good under like pressure. Mm-hmm. 
just when it's not like my stress <laughs> to bear. <laughs> exactly. But like, like whenever like Jesse has something, I'm very much like, okay, well, mm-hmm. like, t- like think about it, like take some time, like all that. Like same mm-hmm. with my friends. But if it's like with me, I feel like you I lose keep, your shit. I like lose my <laughs> shit, but like in a very like strategic, strategic way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just, like, yell into a pillow or I'll yell, like, driving home. And then, like, once I feel like I got, like, that, like, mm-hmm. feeling out of my system, then I'm, like, okay, I'm good. But, yeah, I, I'm i happy, That's I would good. say. I like, I like living where I am. It's in a good location. Mm-hmm. If only we had, like, washer and dryer that's and everything. That's the only, like, missing piece I know, that's of the like, perfect life. That's what me and Jesse said. Like, the next place we live, we need, like, oh, a yeah, washer and dryer, sure. like, in our unit. Yeah. But, yeah, I love my job. I have, like, such an amazing boss and, like, such an amazing kid to, like, take care of. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And then a new baby coming. I know. And then a new baby coming at the end of January. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to ask me? Any burning desire questions? Any burning desire questions? Oh my god, this wasn't on my notes. <laughs> I'm like, I caught I don't know. you by surprise. Yes. Hmm. Anything you've been wanting to know? Oh my gosh. Hmm. Any juicy, any juicy things I want to know? Um. I have the right to not answer anything on the grounds <laughs> that it may incriminate me. That's called the Fifth Amendment. Okay, okay. Wait, let me think. Okay. Where do you see me in 10 years? Oh my gosh. I'll be almost 35. <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. Hmm. I'll be 65. Oh no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Will you be living in Europe somewhere, having a fabulous life? Will you still be in the hill country, living a fabulous life? Uh, I think you'll definitely be married and have a, a kid or two, which would be awesome. We love manifestation. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I, I definitely see that for you. Do you see me having a career or just, like, being a full-on, like, housewife? I think you're going to be a full-on housewife. She knows me. <laughs> she knows me so well. But you'll maybe have a passive income online. Yeah. Okay. Do you see me... Okay, where do you see Jesse in 10 years? Denmark. Denmark? <laughs> no, that means I have to move to Denmark. <laughs> we all need to move to Denmark. I know. I, I would love to live in France. I just, like, I don't know. I think, like, me and Jesse, not that, like, we're codependent, I think, <laughs> but I think, like, we just are, like, very, like, we're very good at being, like, near each other right. and spending, like, Time, like in close proximity you don't do well when you're away from each other yeah no we like very much like miss each other <laughs> like get very sad and yeah. depressed yeah I mean I remember that was like the hardest thing like when she went to college and yeah. I had to, and like during COVID uh-huh. I couldn't see her a lot I know. and I was just like oh, I miss my sister. but yeah I I see Jessie either in Denmark or I see her like somewhere on like the west coast yeah like maybe like, seattle yeah like mm-hmm. seattle yeah. or like oregon yeah i see her like working up there which like 
I'll go. I've I'll been go a Se- I've been a Seattle Seahawks fan <laughs> for a good part of my life. Yeah, like, yes, can make that work. I also I either see like me and because me and Jesse are our thing is like we will be living near each other like when we have families, mm-hmm. and we see each other like just somewhere like either like in the mountains or mm-hmm. like somewhere with like land. Yeah, that's like our goal is like we sort of like build a community well a commune or a yeah commune. where there's like different houses yeah and then like open spaces because like i think that's like we want to buy a lot of land and then like we'll like like either buy a house like nearby mm-hmm. for like you and tom mm-hmm. to like stay in when you're older so then like you're still nearby mm-hmm. and then me and jesse will like raise our children together that sounds fun or if like we always say, like, it's plan, like, W, because it's, like, worst case scenario. Like, just, like, things don't really go well for one of us. And so we'll have a house with, like, a pool house. And, like, one of us will be living in the pool house and take That's care, a good, that's helping a good, take care of the kids, too. Yeah. Okay. That'll so, work, yeah. too. Plan W. Yeah. that Because a lot of things have to go wrong exactly. to get to W. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Mom... That is all we have. I feel today. so privileged to be on your show. Oh my gosh. It's Megan's you. world. Hello. I, I brought you into this world. Yeah, you brought me into this world. <laughs> yeah. So. so technically I'm the owner of this podcast. Okay, don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I this is sort of just like my own like voice diary of just like you know really time capsuling my life that's pretty cool and it's fun to like go back and listen to some episodes but yeah thank you so much for answering questions and giving advice you're very welcome I'm glad I finally got you on here now I I need to get Jesse like hello yeah (laughs) but thanks for having me no problem it's my pleasure yeah Well, bedtime. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Love y'all so much. Bye.